shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. How do you build a great team? I'm your host, Phil Benelli. Join here today. To say this is a special treat would be an understatement, but that's what I'm going to say. One of my best friends, major mentor, Mr. J.D. Mueller, a master of making teams, I would say. J.D., welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. This is awesome. You know, I just thought about, too, you know, I this is uh, North, Georgia, North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm thinking about business teams. But you were involved with teams in every aspect of your life. You uh, mm. lead with your wife, a family of four kids, which yep. is a team. It is. You are always very involved with your kids' sports teams, be that golf, basketball, whatever. Yeah. Team at work. Yeah. Very involved with SEA. Mm-hmm. All sorts of teams. For sure. Teams to the max. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about you for a minute, J.D., and then should, I'm, we're going to talk about... Should I leave the room? No, you should okay. stay right here. Okay. You should stay right here. I'm going to share some things about J.D., and then we're going to chat about some of these things. I've worked with J.D. for forever, and J.D. is great at uh, at building teams. And uh, obviously, teams are comprised of individuals, and I think J.D. does an excellent job. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone do a better job of bringing the best out of people. Hmm. Uh, I think about, like, UGA... You know, and and I'd heard it said recently. You know, Kurt, Kurt, Kobe, uh, Kurt Smart, Coach Smart. You know, he's a great recruiter, but and now like he's just doing the best job of developing talent as mm. well. And obviously, developing is really important. But yeah. I want to tell a quick story. You know why that is, by the way? No, he doesn't. He doesn't only recruit talent. He recruits mm. mindset. Mm. You know, so think about Lad McConkey from Chatsworth, Georgia. Nobody paid attention to Lad McConkey. You know, the first time Kirby saw him. Wasn't on a football field, but was in a basketball gym. Wow. He 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 assessed Lad McConkey's mindset, his mindset, in addition to his physical prowess. So you know that's Kirby learned from Nick. Nick learned from Belichick. But you know they they want to they get all caught up in four and five stars. And by the way, when I recruited Phil Vanilla, he was a five star. Get out of here! Uh, you were you were. Five star, everybody knew it. A, a consensus five star. But my 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 point is that you get a four or five star because Nick and Kirby show up at your high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what gets you the. If you're being recruited by those guys, then you must be good. But Kirby's been pretty clear that it's it's mindset that he's mm. after. So we'll talk about that. You're going to share a story. I'm sure it's a really great story. Well, I, yours was even better. No surprise. Oh, okay. But uh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. That's all right. It's great. But that you know, you bring out some great. You to develop talent, you have to bring in talent that's developable. Mm. I don't know if "developable" is a word. It's a mouthful. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Willing to be developed. Willing to be developed. All right. So here's what happened. Here's my story that I'm going to share about you. Uh, I worked for JD for like five years, 
great five years, had a great run, did a lot of good things. Then JD pursued a different opportunity. I pursued a different opportunity in the same company. And I went to work for a different manager. And that manager, you know, he was okay. He had, he and he had some, some technical knowledge, actually, that JD, he had some different technical knowledge that JD didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I learned some technical things from him, mm-hmm. which, which were good. But I then went back and worked for JD again, three years later. And it was such a huge lesson for me because JD, because he always believes in his people, he, he instills a confidence in people such as that this different technical skills, which I had gained on this other person who was not as good at bringing the best out of people. You then, all this stuff coalesced being back under you because whatever's inside of a person, you mm-hmm. help bring the best out because you build them up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share a couple things that you do that are excellent. First, you build them up. People, you, you, you always, I feel like there's got to be a consensus of folks working for you that you love them mm-hmm. as a person, you believe in them, and you will always fight on their behalf. And that means a lot. Uh, and then um, that you're right there with them. Mm. In the trenches. In the trenches. So uh, that was a lesson for me. You, you, as a leader, you have to build people up. And you've got to make them believe that they're going to win. And you've got to give them opportunities to win win and build momentum. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with the one and only... J.D. <laughs> Mueller. Talking about building teams. So so it's interesting, um, your points. Um, something I've never told you before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it out right oh, now. All right. On, on North Georgia Business Radio X, the first time we were together, the first time we were together, um, when I'm building a team, I do independent reference checks. You know, I network and say hey what do you know about i mean i was doing it today with somebody that that you and i are looking to add to our team um which probably is a topic we should talk about is getting consensus from the other teammates Mm. um but uh you know you were young you were you were doing some some uh you were working at, at a bank branch down in oakwood or somewhere if i remember correctly and and i think the question mark at the time was could you close could you be a closer um, my, my, my source is confidential, as you can tell, but without knowing it, the first eight, 10, 12 months that you and I were together, all I focused on was helping you to close so that you grew confident in closing. And now it's like ABC, baby, always be closing. That's uh, that's Phil Benelli. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate your kind words. I don't know that uh, I've never thought of myself as somebody that brings out the best in people. Um, but I do want to be, uh, an encourager that is committed to accountability. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, especially in today's world where encouragement is at a minimum. There's not a lot of encouragement today. Um, and I've just always found in a work environment, and I'm not talking about puffing someone up. I'm talking about, well, here, here's, you and I talked about this before. When we were at Wells Fargo, 
a competing bank to where we work now, which is Regions. Much different cultures. Regions are very kind. Wells Fargo is just Wells Fargo. We'll leave it at that. Some corporations uh, recruit for strengths and then try to fix weaknesses. And I've never understood that. And that's just not how I lead. What are your strengths? Let's let's amplify those. Mm-hmm. Let's let you live in your area of greatest giftedness. Mm-hmm. And that's where you will flourish. Yep. I, and I don't sit down and talk about these things. I just know that my connection with you and the other folks that we work with, I want everybody to enjoy their job, make other people happy, make new friends, solve problems. There's there's no there's no secret sauce. Boom. I you know, but well, uh, there's not a secret sauce, but the way you pour the sauce is a little different for every person because every person is different. Yes. So you mentioned and that's so I love you sharing about how you were wanting to totally focus on helping me close so I could build confidence in a mm-hmm. process and a closing. And uh, I appreciate that. You did, man. And each person is going to have different things. Some people, their focus might be on initiating new opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is, the leader has to tailor for what that person needs. Yes. So you got to know the people to Ooh, do that. you better. Yeah. We can dig into that. Man. All right. So we will... Uh, Take a quick break before diving back in um, with the question of this when we come back. How do you tailor your leadership to the different people on the team? Which that's going to be a little different for uh, depending on how many people are on your team. So uh, how do you tailor your leadership when we come back on North Georgia? do you tailor your leadership to the individual personalities and strengths on your team? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, and that is the question we'll be asking a guy who knows, Mr. J.D. Mueller. I don't... So th- that is a good question. And um, you pose it in a way that, that, you know, it would be in my little, you know, satchel of leadership qualities. <laughs> And 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 it and it's really not that way. So let me mm. share with you my perspective on that. Is um, there's there was there was a video I saw years ago. It was a Chick Fil A corporate video, and it and it and it sort of showed you behind the scenes. It was like in in a Chick Fil A restaurant, and it would show you a picture of an uh, an elderly lady sitting there eating eating uh, maybe a biscuit and drinking coffee but it would also show you that she had recently lost her husband and then mm-hmm. it would show you a family and the point about it was that you never know what somebody else is going through mm. right and we all have these different experiences both professionally and personally so um you think about the the the, the team that we have now um that is generally uh domiciled in the same place but everyone has different experiences professionally and personally. Everyone has different motivations. Um, you know, in, in our world of banking, some people are motivated to make more money. Some people are motivated to hit a goal. Some people are motivated to keep the boss off their back. <laughs> you know, um, 
so how do you how do you figure that out? You know, it it could be a, a, a corporate gift survey of sorts, maybe a Clifton Strength Finder or something like that. But um, you know, listening, mm. listening is 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 a really good skill to have uh, as a leader. So then you can tailor, you know, an individual coaching. the The other thing is, um, I just I don't like for things to be regimented or scheduled. You know, there there there's a philosophy across large corporations today that you get more out of your 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 teams if you schedule a one-on-one coaching session. Um I prefer non-scheduled impromptu coaching sessions. Amen. Um and they look different for everyone on my team. Um again, because uh, we have a, we have one of your colleagues who's a 20 plus year banking veteran that doesn't really need my help okay i mean we we were both leaders at the same bank years ago he's been in leadership his circumstances that allow him to work for us now are such that his greatest motivation is flexibility in his schedule and i know that so our coaching sessions are well, I can say 100% never about, hey, you could do this better. It is what can I do for you to free you up to be better at what you do? A flip side is somebody that's not a 20-year veteran that is building their their banking practice who may be sort of you know, struggling to find new opportunities, that conversation looks different. Am I answering the question? Yes. Um, so that... That 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 conversation is dramatically different because everybody's in different stages of their career, different stages of life, and and you got to know those things. You you gotta you gotta know what the people that you're around are going through. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioned you know we're talking about we're talking about banking. Uh, my wife Amy and I we teach a, a small group at our church, and over the last let's just say month. I've spent time with a guy that's going through a divorce. I've spent time with a guy that's, you know, had some health problems. Um, I've, we've spent time, Amy and I, with a newly newly married couple, less than a month. You can't. Everyone's circumstances are different. Mm. And therefore, a one-size approach to leadership just doesn't work in today's society. It used to, we're not drill sergeants. We are people that are doing life with other people. Mm. Rarely, rarely, and we know people in town that are like this, but rarely do you have a friendship like you and I have Mm. where we consider each other one of our best buddies. But we've also had situations where you've had to talk to me about, well, J.D., you're getting off track here. And saying that looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's got to be – everything's custom today. What are, are, you know, a couple things. Everything is, uh, you know – disposable i don't want my relationships to be disposable no but also everything is the the trend is for everything to be customized so uh, an effective leader customizes their leadership to their audience and Mm -hmm. is willing to understand the motivation of the people they're talking to and more importantly help them get to where they want to be is that good that was great. If you if you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host Phil Benelli. You need to go back and listen to to what we were just talking about. But that that is very good. It's customizable, and it, it, 
and a couple things that stand out that you said. First, you got to listen. Mm-hmm. Number one, because you don't know how to guide and direct if you don't know what's going on with that person. Not just know them overall, but people are changing their dynamic. You have to keep listening Mm. right well isn't there two types of listening i know i know you know this i mean there's listening to respond Mm. and then there's listening to receive Mm. you get what i'm saying um if if you're if we were in a conversation and your mouth was moving and i hear these words and i'm only thinking about i have to respond to these words that is that is weak listening receiving while you're listening here here here's here's my point and you've heard me say this before it's never what you say it's always what the other person hears Mm. so as a listener so as a listener you gotta you gotta be receiving what the other person now am i good at that all the time no you know there's busy stuff going on or i gotta be somewhere else or there's 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 something else that's on my mind but as a leader don't listen to respond. Mm. Listen to receive, and then do something with it. Mm-hmm. The especially if you're a leader and you're talking to somebody on your team, that person is trusting that you are listening to receive, not listening to respond. Well, when you look at yourself, you're only able to do that if you actually care. Mm. I mean, you, that's the only way you can do it if you care. Mm. And if you if you look at every person as a valuable individual you're willing to do that. But if you just looked at them as a means to an end uh, or some sort of uh, malleable object that you're going to use, you, you you do not value them at that level. That's right. So you have to listen. That's right. You got to care. Uh, I love also, you mentioned you're not the biggest fan of like scheduled meetings. I also am not because we have a good relationship. We are in fairly constant dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so we don't have to schedule that I don't like scheduled those scheduled meetings because they just feel so inorganic. I could see, and I, I mean, they just make me feel kind of uncomfortable. Yep. I could see where there could be a need for them. I think. Well, you go ahead, JD. Impersonal, impersonal, and I, but and that brings to mind that I think there's a limited number, and that probably depends on the leader and on the team. But there are only so many direct reports a leader can have and still be able yeah. to have. Yeah unscheduled inorganic or organic you know conversations yeah that's right that's if you right. had 100 people you would just have to schedule every single no then you'd time. have to lead other leaders to to listen the same way right you know um you know uh li- li- listening the organic conversations why what 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 if the coaching session was on thursday but something important happened on monday and you're like, well, I'll just talk to the boss about it on Thursday. Well, you've you lost the impact of it. Mm-hmm. Call the boss up on Monday when the thing is happening, and 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 seek their counsel. You know, part of this relationship is the folks on our team are willing to be coached. Mm. It's not just I'm the coach and listen to me. Well, because they know you care and they know that you're there to support them, so they want that. Yeah. We, we, we want to be successful. And we are all rowing in the same direction, which is good, too. Yeah. Because if everyone's goals are aligned, then they trust that that care that you have, you know, meeting your goals is meeting their goals. Yeah. Which is good. And it's not just a number goal. It's satisfaction. It's, mm. it's uh, you know, um, fun along the journey. All right. 
We'll be right back on North Georgia Business Radio X. about building teams, but every team is made up of individuals who at some point enter the team, mm. at some point exit the team. Mm-hmm. How do you best handle that? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host, Phil Benelli, here with J.D.Mealer. J.D., all right, we're talking about teams, building great teams, maintaining, growing great teams. How do you best welcome new folks on the team? That is uh, something that I think is of greater importance today than it may have been in the past, especially mm. in the professional environment. You know, I talk we th- we talk about teams, and I can't help but think about you know our beloved Georgia Bulldogs or you know whatever else a sports team. But when 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 you're talking about a professional team where you spend six, seven, eight hours a day together, um. Alignment of principles and values is of great importance. Now, it's not a, as the leader; it's my job to recruit to the team. Um, so, I'm going to turn the question back on you. When I've identified someone that I think is worthy of consideration for the team, what is my next step that we've been deploying? Mm. Getting them in front of the team. Yes, because you want the team to know. Yes. How are they going to fit? Well, and I think you 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 accomplish multiple things with that, which all have a tremendous amount of value. First, because team is so important, culture is so important, you want the team's perspective, right? But then you also are giving that potential new teammate the opportunity to really ask the questions that they want, because you want them to know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you because you want them to know what they're getting on board for, and so you want them to hear it from the folks on the team. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's an an important aspect of our recruiting. Um, not saying that we run a club, but I am saying that the price of admission onto a team that I run is pretty high. Mm. We just don't take all comers, right? Um, and and you know, so I, I choose somebody, and most recently, you and your colleague from Athens would go buy them lunch. And you have the conversation about, like you said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, what does it look like to work at at this entity? What does it look like to work for this individual? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in doing so, my perspective broadens because what am I? I'm judging somebody by their reputation in the market. I'm judging someone maybe by deals that we've lost to them, thinking, hey, if mm-hmm. we're going to lose deals, I want that person on my team. Or, you know, maybe... Uh, with today's technology, I'm 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 making an assessment of somebody's LinkedIn profile. Sure. So, uh, I need you and your colleagues that are also members of the team lay eyes on that person, have a conversation with them, come back, not report to me, but come back to me with your input, your feedback. Really, most recently, the conversation has been, "Hey, Phil, will they fit?" Mm-hmm. Will they fit? Will they run at our pace? Right. Will they uh, uphold our commitment to high morals and values? Stuff like that. So, so building the team, and and two, we're very flat 
I don't I don't see that anybody works for me. I see that everybody works with me. And so there's no I don't see it as a hierarchy. Right. I see it as we all have a job to do. Let's go do it together. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? So totally. um uh when 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 you get to know somebody, I think the difficult thing in assessing someone's addition to the team is, you know, estimating their drive for results. For example, how mm. do you really tell that through an interview, or you know, their um, that I think you can assess moral compass, but you know, their ability to produce results can't be delineated in a in a couple of conversations. I don't know. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with J.D. Mueller, talking about bringing new people on the team. We've been chatting a little bit about uh, how key it is for both the potential new teammate, the recruit, and the existing team that you get buy-in from the team mm-hmm. as to the new teammate. But then let's talk about, J.D., when, you, when, when you've when you got somebody who is going to be joining the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me... That's a crucial time, and I've seen it done well, and I've seen it done poorly. Uh, but when somebody's just joining in, mm-hmm. they need to be welcomed into the culture. They need to be given tools. They, all these things need to happen, and you could do it good or you could do it bad. What are some things you think are key of, hey, let's say the first week, the first month, etc.? Yeah, so I don't really appreciate that question, Phil, because that's an area of improvement for me. Ah! Um well, that, maybe it's a good question. What are the ways in which you want to improve? What are the keys to doing that well? Yeah, I think um, the the way that I've done it in the past that I feel like works well is um, in our environment, if you will, um, have them interact with as many people on the team as mm. early as possible. Um, lunches, joint calls, meetings. Um, almost assign them a day in the life with with everybody that 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 connects with them, um, and and then I just uh, I find myself just defaulting to the uh, sort of daily conversation. Hey, how's it going? What can I what can I what can I help you with? Um, is there anything in your way that I need to sort of tear down? Um, you know, uh, th- those types of conversations to occur. Um, as an opportunity for improvement, I don't have it mapped out. Mm. Again, I think it goes back to everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Their skill sets are different. Their little black books, if you will, their contact list is different. So if we bring somebody in on the team that is currently a commercial banker, for example, they're already in the role for which we're recruiting them. Right. It's safe to assume that that they have customers that they want to reach out to, or they're going to reach out to them. the 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 the, the runway to pipeline is much shorter. However, if there's someone else that may be joining the team that has been maybe a coach in the past, or most recently they've been coaching others, they may not have that that contact list right to, to where where somebody's going to be wondering where they are to call immediately. Then. That that onboarding looks different. Let's, hey, uh, who do you want to talk to, or who do you know already? And so again, it, it really is uh, getting to know people right. and customizing your approach to coaching, onboarding, accountability, 
well, all of those things. So getting to know people is key. And one thing you said, which I think is very important in the early phases, is them getting to know the rest of the team. So maximizing their time in the culture with the other folks, which that's the, an extra challenge right now. It was when folks were not in the office mm. as much. I mean, it's pretty tough to dive into a new culture without being there yep. because then all you have are, are uh, scheduled yep. times yep. together. Yeah, that so, water cooler talk is oh, really so key. invaluable. So key. So the time together, because they're gonna, they need relationships, they need to know who to call, they need support, and they just need to start getting inundated in the culture of the organization mm-hmm. and adding yeah. to it. You, you've heard the term culture eats strategy for breakfast? Mm. You never heard that? No. Um I'm writing it down. Though. Yeah, culture eats strategy. You know, and what's the difference? A strategy is a set of actions taken as a means to an end, where a culture is what you do daily as a result of being around people of a like mindset. Mm. Um, as salespeople, we have a sales strategy. But what if our culture was that? You know, our culture is one of, Deep commitment to customers. Deep, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, deep commitment to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, picking on each other, having fun, you know, good laughs. Uh, deep commitment, too, to overcoming obstacles, which plays through in that. I mean, the, you just have to have some perseverance personally, but then also we're always looking to help each other mm. because I've got issues that somebody else has some good ideas of how to fix because they've done it. That's right. And vice versa. For sure. Breaking down barriers. Yeah. Rainmakers, barrier breakers, Rainmaker, baby. barrier breaker, baby. That's right. All right. When we come back on North Georgia Business Radio X, we're going to talk about how to identify when somebody is not the right fit for the team. All good things must come to an end. Sometimes bad things must come to an end, too, thank goodness. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with uh, J.D. Mueller. And we've been talking about teams, uh, building great teams, developing great teams, uh, having new folks join your team and how to best Mm -hmm. do that. Uh, There are times when somebody needs to exit the team. Mm -hmm. Generally, when that's the case... It's a best thing for both parties. It yes. really is. Whether both parties might not feel that way, but ultimately it is. So, you know, JD, one thing I mentioned that I think makes you an excellent leader is your care for the folks on your team. You care. You fight for the folks on your team. You know them personally. You care about them. You care about your fam- their families. Uh, and that probably makes it extra, extra hard. It does. If it's, if it's not, uh, you know, not working out Mm -hmm. but that can happen it does happen uh how do you navigate that how do you when you spend the time you're building up this great team you care about these people how does that go down when you yeah look and i have a really 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 long fuse you know i want to i want to stick with people as as long as i can um which let me just pause and point out your fuse is exponentially longer for people on your team 
than it is for people who are outside of your team because I, you have a very long fuse for people on your team. If there's people outside of your team who you uh, think of as harmful to your team, mm-hmm. that fuse is a lot shorter, which yeah. I think is a good leadership quality. Well, I mean, you know, at home – my job is to prepare and protect the little mealers um, that aren't very little anymore. <laughs> no, they're big. Um, but, you know, a lot of that comes into play uh, in the workplace as well. Prepare and protect. Prepare, think of that as coaching. You know, prepare for calls, prepare for interactions, and and, and then protect. Um, a valuable lesson I've learned on this exiting someone from the team recently is if you let it go on too long – the rest of the team begins to feel it, mm. experience, and and you the leader begins to lose credibility if they don't deal with it. Mm. Um, it's not easy uh, because I do inject myself into you know my folks' lives, and um, sometimes people are just man they're having a rough go of it, or maybe they're 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 just going through a hard time. But um, you know you know. You know when when there's an end of the road. Mm-hmm. You you know there, there's there's typically signs that point to it. You know if you're literally driving down a dead end road, there are these signs that say dead end road. You know no outlet or something like that. Um, pay attention to those signs. What would signs be? Lack of engagement, um, dodging the boss's phone calls. So uh, you know, but but I want people to succeed. So I tend to stick a little bit longer and 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 I think that when you know something's wrong whether it is interpersonal it's performance based um may hopefully it's not but sometimes it's an ethical dilemma mm-hmm. you you just need to hit it just hit it. just oh, well, hit it and move on and I think you know clear Clear expectations and clear mm. conversations are so key because, mm. you know, yeah, when you see these things, you got to talk about them with that person. Okay, so you're bringing up something that I'm studying personally, which is the uh, the concept of unmet expectations. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that almost every disagreement within our families, within our businesses are rooted in two things selfishness and unmet expectations hmm. and um and you just you just said it that they don't you know live up to the expectations and why is that well i'm not propo- i'm not a proponent of lowering my expectations i have very high expectations i have extremely high expectations for you for example which helps the people who you have those? If you're supporting them and attaining yeah. those things, that's helpful for those people. That's right. I mean, I sort of abhor mediocrity. You know, it, it takes no effort to be mediocre. It takes a lot of effort to be above average and to be different. It's easy to suck. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, not much effort to do that. But <laughs> um, you know, unmet expectations. Why do they arise? Well, number one, we're probably not clearly communicating, Phil. I expect you to do these things. And you know you know what they are. We have a goal, we have calls, we have customers, we have community involvement. I don't have to go through that list with you all the time because you know what they are. They're not unmet because you're 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 but when there's somebody on the team 
that's not getting their job done, that's not contributing, by the way, to the team, it's because they're not meeting the expectations, spoken or unspoken. You're not doing the job, that's an unmet expectation. If, if you're talking about leading your family at home, it is, are the expectations clearly defined? I expect you, I got two teen, teenage boys now, I expect you to be home at this time. If, if with Life360 on our phones, my lovely bride Amy can know, are they leaving the girlfriend's house in time to be home? It's unmet expectations. It drives everyone crazy. So if I can do a better job of communicating the expectations to you, to your peers, to those around us, uh, and I'm, it's, I'm trying to avoid conflict by being very clear with my expectations. Yes. Oh, I, 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 something that being involved with business has helped me with is seeing in close family partnerships or uh, partnerships begun, business partnerships with friends, sometimes folks think that they don't need to clearly define the expectations because they're close relationally already mm. and that the, uh, the, that the expectations are assumed. And that is completely wrong. On the outset... The the more you want a relationship to succeed, the more you must clearly define uh, the expectations so there's there isn't a reason for conflict. Oh, yeah. So that you outline it right away so everyone knows and can agree upon them or disagree and you can modify. For sure. I mean, if Brock Bowers runs the wrong route, it, it ends up in an interception. Brock Bowers is known as a great route runner because he does what's expected of him. The coaches have clearly defined on this call, you run this route and Stetson will get you the ball and you're going to go for a touch. If he gets off that route, you know, and it's the same thing. If the, it's the same thing in life, you know, a long time ago, I had this manager um, and, and, and he said that people will give you what you accept. Mm. Well, I love people will give you what you accept but then also I find, and maybe it's just with a certain kind of person, maybe if you're recruiting the right sort of person, but like people will also live up oftentimes to the expectations you have of them. So if you expect, if you, if you act like you expect somebody to do great, they're mm-hmm. going to do better, mm-hmm. but you have to hold them accountable, which is the people live up to what you allow them Except, to do. Yeah. yeah well, except. I mean, so, so what do you think is more important? A goal or a standard? Ooh. I'm asking you. I'm going to go standard. Yeah. What's the standard? What's the standard? The, Hmm. the, you know, a a goal is more of an aspiration. A standard is what you do daily. You get what I'm saying? I mean, if you're a, if you're a salesperson and, and you have, you have a revenue goal, a sales goal to meet for your company. You can only meet that goal if your standard is so high. If it if it's if the expectation has been clearly defined, you got to set a standard that gets you to the goal. Um, standards, a study of standards is is really interesting. Um, uh, you know, as it relates to how to accomplish the most in your day. I mean, you you rise to the, the to the level of your habits, and your habits create your standards. So, mm. you know. So that's good stuff. And you have to set a standard, which is going to get you to the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to live by that standard so that you will get to it. Yeah. And, and look, man, most people, the, the, the dirty little secret is 
100% of the people listening to this right now could meet their standard by lunch if they just got in and got to work. Mm. Now, if you're if you're if you're working on a manufacturing line and and you have a shift work and you you know you can't speed the machine up to get your work done, but if you're if you're a people person, if you're in a sales role, the the standard can can be set pretty early in the day and then you can you can get it done. I love it. Well, I I can't believe our time together has almost come to a close. Good thing I'll see you later today and tomorrow. So yeah, I don't have yeah. to be sad about it. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate the things you've done in my life to help set standards, hold me accountable to standards. Yeah. Uh, and it means a lot. And I'm so thankful for our listeners that they get to uh, hear a little bit about team building and standards from you today. Loved it, Phil. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Love you, man. You Blend know. it with a fist bump. Yep. Been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses.